We're starting again. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> you just, you just referred to me as big boy. Yeah, it's fine. Uh-huh. Okay. How you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm a little sleepy. Um, mm. It's been a busy work day for me. Um, and I've been getting ready. I'm going away this weekend, so I've been getting ready for that. Mm. Where are you going? I'm going to Amsterdam. Ooh. It is um, my dear friend James's birthday. Um, and he's in Amsterdam, isn't he? Yeah, well, it's his birthday today, actually, technically. Um, but I'm, uh, but we're going out to see him for the weekend. Right. Cycle and stuff. How about yourself? Yeah, I haven't got much plans. Just got bits here and there, bits mm. here and there. But um, I've just been playing loads of League recently. Oh, yeah? Some really good worlds. We should probably oh, like um, set up a weekly Loki League update segment. To the oh podcast. man! Today I watched. <laughs> today was literally one of the best days in competitive League of Legends history. Oh yeah. Yeah. In what my way? My boys, my boys who I support. Uh, this is the second week of group stages. Went zero and three last week. Mm-hmm. Doomed. Mm-hmm. Started off today losing their first game. Went zero and four. Terrible. Then proceeded to win the next two games, and another team won all their games. So in a crazy turn of events, it ended up in a three-way tie tiebreaker, mm-hmm. and they won that three-way tiebreaker and moved on to the quarterfinals, which is insane after going zero and three in week one. Oh, you're saying Norton three? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's zero and three? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, good. anyway, I'm, I'm glad I'm real. One. I was, it was such a good morning. Um, that's good. That's what that's what you need in the morning, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's time to play three HR. That's what this podcast called, and it's you and me. And mm. um, what up? And this week we are talking about the um the legendary um. The original Mirror's the Edge. Original Mirror's Edge. Woo! Um, a game that you and I have deep, deep fondness for. Uh, and I have to fess up to one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty big fess. You haven't played anymore? I haven't played anymore. That's fine. Um, b- oh. <laughs> okay. But I watched about an hour's worth of gameplay while I was working, just on my screen. Okay. So... I feel like I have a pretty good... I mean, it was your week. I didn't have to play anyway. Oh, Even I see. Even though it was sort of suggested that I would as it was like a sort of joint game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we probably should be doing our job, but whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. I agree. <laughs> um, um, so I, wanna, I guess that what I wanted to ask you first is, if you can... Describe what it is you love about the original Mirror's Edge. It's just really fun. It's, I mean, it was one of the first PS3 games I got. Mm. Uh, so it was a big change 
in that era in the fact that I got it on the day we got a PS3 and I was just super oh, hyped wow. for it. That's so I think amazing. anything I'd played at that time would have been seen in a super positive light. Yeah. Um, that and Bioshock. God damn, that's a, that's a good day. And Wally. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the third in that famous trio, <laughs> Bioshock, Mirror's Edge and Wally. So I didn't even buy this PS3. It was my brother. Um, my half-brother who was living up with us at the time, he went out, bought a PS3, uh, and was like, uh, are there any games you want? And I was like, yes, Mirror's Edge. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had a 360 at this time. Mm-hmm. I had an Xbox. And so this was my first game where I was like, okay, you know what? Forget Xbox. I want the Mirror's Edge on PS3. And he decided to bring back Bioshock and Wally for me as well. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the Wally not so much, but the Bioshock and the Mirror's Edge is is pretty darn good. Really juicy. Um, man, I remember I remember you getting a PS3. I was pumped when you got a PS3 because I was like the only person I knew with a PlayStation. Yeah, it was you and Sean. Um, yeah, Sean. Um, Which weirdly was like the first person. <laughs> Sean who had, who had the greatest username of all time. What was it? Recall. It was just like Crazy Boy. <laughs> it was like, it was like Crazy saw, Boy 94 or something like I that. I swear it was just like Sean. No, it was it was one slightly worse than just his name. It anyway, was, it was hilarious because yeah. he played... I remember getting around to his house pretty soon after he got one because I was like, I want to go and play PS3. No, dude, um, I remember it. It was... um, It was... One Mad Guy? Yeah. One... One mad guy. Was it one mad guy? <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, good stuff. One Adam, go add guy. Sean. Huh? <laughs> go add Sean, I guess. Yeah, it's one of those sad ones where it's like, hasn't um, hasn't been touched in three years. I don't even years. think it mentions the time that they've not played for anymore because they've realized it's just too hard hitting. Yeah, sure. Um, anyway, I remember wanting to get around to his house ASAP after he got on. I got to his house. He had uh, what's it fucking called? Elder Scrolls. Um, what's it called? Um, Oblivion. Oblivion. And he plugged his PS3 into this TV from like the eighties. Uh huh. As you did. I'm not, yeah. I'm not even kidding. I was so excited to play it, and he played it on this tiny box screen, which must have, you know, square. Um, Square ratio, whatever it is. Four by three. And it literally just looked terrible. Yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It killed me a little, but... Uh... <laughs> well, you, yeah, I, you, um, I feel like you... Because I definitely played a PS3 on a standard definition television for a few years before I got... Before the house, like, my mum got a HD TV. Mm. Um, and it's funny, it was funny, like... I could actually, I struggled to see the difference the first time I plugged it into an HDTV. So insane, isn't, isn't it? that crazy? And it's then it's so like now insane. I like go back and it's like holy balls. It's it's insane the way that works. It's the same with PS4, PS3 change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember like playing Grand Theft Auto on like a yeah, uh, just like I had this very very small. This is like, um, uh. Children like me, like privileged children like me, got like these TVs that were very small and square and usually took VHS tapes. And you can sort of picture it in your mind, it's just like a silver thing. And, um, <laughs> and, and like I just remember playing Grand Theft Auto 4 on that. And like the text in the menus was just impossible to read. 
Legend. It was just like weenie, weenie, weenie. Anyway, Mirror's Edge came out in around like, what, 2008? Oh, so we were be. like 13, 14. Wow, yeah. Like yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, Wait, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. basically. Uh, I, I don't remember. It was one of those, seven or eight. Um, I think Bioshock came out in seven. Anyway, um, it came out. You got it. You played it. It sort of, for me... And I guess for you, it just hit so many of those things that I liked, I guess. It just like, it was all those, it was just like, there was a period in my life where I th- thought free running was incredibly cool. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, this, this was when we were running around the playground. Yeah. Jumping off things. Like, you know, just absolute all over the place. Just, you know, the bell would ring and there'd be this big, uh, big like bush and be like all right let's see who can jump over this yep, yep, yep. or okay let's see who can jump over this wall and then jump back up this wall jumping bushes that was us yeah that's that's all we did every 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 lunch um and yeah it, just, it was just cool it just looked cool it looked different um that you played as like this cool asian lady like and then she had toe shoes on and oh and ah oh, it was just like it was just it turned out to be everything at least I, what I thought from seeing like trailers and stuff. Also, it's yeah. weird to think about it because this was at a time when I wasn't really paying attention to like gaming media or press. Like I th- really, I, yeah, I like swear I th- you were on Daily Fix at this point. <laughs> no, this was pr- this was pre Daily Fix. This was pre like IGN, <laughs> IGN every day. Um, uh, Jessica Chobot. Uh yeah, that yeah. Um, just like getting my daily gaming news. Um, I discovered that was a thing, and was hooked on that. Um, but, um, yeah, this was like before that. So I must've learned about Mirror's Edge, like from the cover of a magazine. Um, and it's, and you know, it's insane as well. Well, it's crazy. It's crazy because, because the game looks so sort of iconic. Um, and it's very easily identifiable because it's just those two colors, just white and red. Um, and it's and it's amazing just like how eye catching I guess that was at the time um, because it's not like I was playing at that time every game that came out or I knew that every game that was coming out and same for you but somehow we were both drawn to this game that in the end didn't really sell well or do particularly well, which is insane because I still think like it's one of the best looking games stylistically out there. Yeah, like um, it's. I mean, incredible. you know, it's and normally good stylistic games do really well. I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least always become like sort of cult classics because there aren't that many out there um, that were produced. And I still think today it holds up great and looks amazing. It does. It's amazing. Like, it likes, yeah, it just looks really, really sharp. Um, it just has this like really nice sort of blend of like, it sort of has realistic objects, but then the color palette is so extreme and like the edges are sort of softened in a way, so it, it just it has this almost cartoony look to it, um, which means that it still looks amazing today, um, compared to um, compared to even its sequel. Which, by the way, you have to stop me from um, saying anything about Mirror's Edge too, because otherwise I, I, I haven't would've... played it. You said a bit about it, and yeah. I mean, obviously, Mirror's Edge was one of my favorite games of that generation. Yeah, but um, Mirror's Edge too. Yeah. Oh, which I mean, okay, I was 
I'll stop myself because we'll do a Mirror's Edge 2. Yeah, sometime. I really, really, really want to do a Mirror's Edge 2 podcast. So if I start comparing Mirror's Edge to Mirror's Edge 2 at any point, just tell me to be quiet. We'll, we'll stop. I mean, I nearly did it there. Yeah. But it's just... In, and we were talking about how it never really got off the ground, mm-hmm. this game, which is just so sad to me because <laughs> this game was... Like, one of my key defining thoughts when I think of Mirror's Edge yeah. is, like, going into Kex, uh-huh. um, like, second-hand electricals, and it always, regardless of what was there, being the che- cheapest on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It is always the cheapest. Oh, and same on Amazon. Like, <laughs> you go into, you know, like soon after it came out, it would already be like twenty five quid, and you'd be like, oh wow. Yeah. And then like a year later, you know, it was like fifteen quid on the shelf, and then like two years later, it's like six pounds on the shelf. <clears throat> yep. And it's the same and, with and the I sequel. kept thinking, like, wow, look how low it is. I wish I could buy it now and replay it. But yeah, I do. That's funny. That's that's funny that you mentioned that. I definitely notice myself having the when I see a game that I really really like on a shelf that I've already played that's really cheap. I sometimes just have the urge to buy it again. <laughs> just like, how oh, that's not? that's such a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sometimes, like, sometimes even on like PSN at the moment, you see. Actually, I mean, it just came out on PlayStation Plus, which is crazy. But um, like Metal Gear Solid Five, which is a huge game, that game got put on sale like a bunch of times for like a tenner or less. And it's just like, or like The Witcher put on, gets put on sale loads, and they're like huge, really great games. And so I see them, it's like, oh, I should buy that. It's like, no, I've played like hundreds of hours of those games already uh, so i've got that <laughs> to buy that yeah lol, lol. um it, it match, i've always found that that's so weird yeah it is it's a real shame um i i don't think i could really speak to what it is about it that like meant it didn't sell um uh, i mean i've never i guess i've never really th- thought about it either yeah well, i mean i guess it's quite a niche market in terms of, like, people looking to buy games and normally looking for certain experiences, whether it's shooting, action-adventure, sport. Um, yeah, sure. And I guess it sort of holds its own niche. It's like it's... Which it's, maybe it's, men, like, no one actually went out looking to get it, being like, ooh, a whole thing about free-running. Yeah. Not convinced. It's like, to be honest, it's <laughs> it's like the closest we have to a um a walking simulator you know like um that genre is like something that was made up as a derogatory term to refer to games that are mostly about walking around and picking up objects um to tell a story and they don't like have much outside of that in terms of gameplay but and like mirror's edge like isn't isn't a shooter though it has guns in it you can shoot guns though that and feels, it's terrible though yeah it's... and that and it looks odd when she picks like i was watching this guy play um and i he just doesn't play like i do and so he's like picking up guns and like killing people he's like picking up like assault rifles and it's just like that's not what that's not what that character does at all she just runs she just runs around and and gets out of there but he's like he's like picking up a gun stopping aiming it firing it dropping it it's like yeah what are you doing but i mean at the same time with like difficulty it makes it easier to shoot them Oh sure, it makes it. Way Even easier. though, um, like the handling of the weapons terrible, which kind of makes sense, seeing as you know she's a free runner with us, with you assuming not much. Yeah. Training and shooting. Well, but, I, that said, I I always just got the sense that the shooting was kind of in there because they felt like they had to put it in there. You yeah. Know, like if you like, I was looking at so I was 
I didn't play this game because I didn't want to. I looked for it. I don't have my PS3 with me, and I thought it was on um, PlayStation Now, this sort of streaming service on PS4, mm. and it wasn't. But I was looking for it, and then the marketing, the first screenshot they show is of her holding a gun, firing at a helicopter, which is not something yeah. you ever do, really, in the game. Um, so I, I get the sense that, like, that shooting stuff was kind of in there because they needed to sort of sell it as a shooter to most people. Yeah. Because the idea of, like, a free-running simulator game is, like, a weird niche. Um, exactly. But it works. It works so well. It just... And it plays really great. The controls are super simple. You've got an upward motion and downward motion. Um, and, like, the way you can chain it all together. and It just feels great. Was great. Super fun. Yeah. And also, yeah. Uh, you know what? Like, just... I loved, weirdly enough... It had so many little things I loved. One of them was uh, the loading animations. The loading animations are bad. I know. And this is, <laughs> this is one thing I want to bring up, which is, and I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with not noticing standard definition to HD uh, change, mm. is um, like as you grow up, how these things that you think are really good, you grow to learn are terrible. Yeah. So, like, I thought those loading animations were the slickest, coolest thing in the world. And then when we replay it, like, you see just how terrible they are in terms of, like, physics and, um, <laughs> like, the icy floor one. Oh, yeah, that's Where a good she, one. like, chucks a guy over her shoulder and he, like, slides and then, like, bounces off a surface and, like, slides back. Yeah. But, like, like I, yeah, I remember watching some of those with you, like, sitting through those load screens with you. And just like the, it does that classic like video game thing of like once the character has been attacked, um, he just kind of stops resisting. His entire body kind of turns off, like turns to mush. Full so rag. He just, yeah, he just kind of like, he like dies the instant he's touched and then he just kind of flops. Um, <laughs> and slides around. And, and slides a couple of inches after he falls over. Yeah, that stuff's good. That I mean, good. I mean, speaking of like, animations and stuff the the part of this game that is the most jarring is still the cutscenes for me um the cutscenes look like like an insurance advertisement like they they're like this like um this sort of flash animations so they're not like they're not like technically bad um they're just uh, i mean they're not yeah. technically good either but like then they're, they're fine and there's some like i like they do some like interesting stuff with the faces but like for the most part um it just looks like super duper naff. Yeah, it does. It reminds me of like um, whenever I've seen like terrible car insurance ads and they have like a really naff sort of animation going on in the background. And it's kind of like because it adopts the sort of color palette of the main game, which is cool when it's in 3D. But when it's in 2D, it just looks really um, bland. The 2D is bad. Um, it's, it, it's very like comic-y. Yeah. Um, removes you quite a lot from the whole thing yeah it's, uh, it's odd to go from a game that's about that is so interested about in being like in first the real person. world yeah like being sort of like yeah that sort of physicality you can see your arms and your legs as you're running and you can hear her breath and all that stuff and then it like fades out and cuts to the sort of weird yeah go compare ad you know um <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a little jarring and also the story is is pretty iffy as well but it doesn't it doesn't really matter it's just like why is this really even here sort of story maybe we should do like a quiz in some of these uh 
podcast, Louis. A quiz. We, we quiz each other on like mirror's edge knowledge. That would mean having to think of questions, Lockie. What is Faith's sister called? Um, big part of the story. I literally just watched this. Um, it's probably like, um, uh, oh God, is it like Jess? <clears throat> oh, what is it? You don't know? I do. Oh. <laughs> you want to know? Uh, yeah. It's Kate. Yeah. So it's just a, it's just a name. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is the, um, uh, what is the the guy? Oh, this is going to be the same question. I'm so sorry. What is the guy who speaks to you in your ear called? Uh, is it like Merc? Yeah, it is. Mercury. It's Merc. It's Merc. Merc. It's Merc. It's Merc. Hate Merc. 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 They're all over me. Yeah. Get I, out I, of their face. I wish. I wish she was like a silent protagonist. Like um. No, I don't. I don't like Gordon silent Freeman. protagonists. I don't know, man. They always annoy me. Just she, give them a voice. If they've gone through enough to like. Make a whole character around them, and they sh- you should see them loads. I want to hear them talk. I hate silent protagonists. I mean, she's so like whiny and like she's very anti-establishment. She's very anti-establishment. Yeah, but if you'd lived the life she had, Louis, maybe you would be too. I mean, like, so this is when she's talking to her sister Kate. Um, in one of the early, it's actually just like a, it's just a first-person cutscene. It stays in world, whatever. Um. She sees her and, and like, some guy gets shot or whatever. And Kate says, don't you watch the news? And then Faith says, like, I don't watch the news. It's more like advertising. And it's like, oh, okay. Okay, Faith. Good, good one. Get out of here. <laughs> good one, Faith. Get out of here. <laughs> nice. Oh, I've got a good one for you. What was the name of the other free runner at the start of the game that helps you through basic training? Alyssa? Elena? What is it? What is it? Celeste. Okay, so it's another it's another word that I don't know off the top of my head. I've Celeste will take yes. the bag from there. Yes, she turns bad. You're making good time, Faith. <laughs> and that that's a good point actually. This is the first game that I think got me thinking about speedrunning mm. uh before I even knew that speedrunning was really like a whole thing. You you um you tried it, right? Mm. I've got, I mean, but the thing is, like, it's such a... And I'm not particularly good at games anyway. Okay. But, um... Like, technically good. But, uh... You know, I've got probably, like, ten hours of speedrunning. But it takes, like, a hundred hours to even, like, begin being okay Mm. at speedrunning this game. Have you got any of the, like, manipulative tricks going on? I mean, it's all about the uh, double jump. The, okay. the edge jump, which is kind of hard. Um, and, like, I'll get... I've, I've practiced it loads, but, like, I can never get it perfect. I've done, like, a few times where you loop link, like, three together. Um, but to do it in the actual game is hard as nails. Yeah, I can imagine. I Yeah, I don't think I have the patience for it, really, with Mirror's Edge. Though it does make a lot of sense. Like, it's very... um. It's very natural, like evolution. Because the game. Do you remember when? Sorry, when was on. it as well? I think it was in when you were in Kingston. Mm. Um. Oh, it might have actually been when you just moved to Brighton. Yeah. 
uh, we just played Mirror's Edge. Yeah, that was that was after I moved to Brighton. I remember. And we just um, took turns doing that first prologue level. Yep. Seeing who could do it quicker. Yep. That was fun. That was fun. I mean, that's that, the best level anyway. That so. prologue, it's like two minutes to run. Yeah. And it's the most fun anyone could ask for. Yeah. I mean, watching um, watching this guy play through, um, he played like fine or whatever, um, but it does feel like... It feels like the levels do kind of steadily get less enjoyable. Do you get that sense? I mean, I know it maybe has been a while since you played through it, but like... Uh, I mean, I think it becomes... Because it becomes less about the running and it becomes harder. It becomes harder and it becomes like more... Yeah, it becomes more gimmicky. There's like... Um, there are more enemies trying to shoot you. There are more enemies or you're fun. like waiting for certain things to like appear. and for you to, Like it becomes slightly more puzzly. Um, an attempt to sort of mix it up, but I feel like the game is so short that it would have just been better if they had focused on what made like that first level so good. Um, which is just kind of that first level is crazy because that first level is so tiny. Like I'm running through it in my head just now, and it's like it's just it's very short. As you said, it's like two minutes long. Um, it is. It is. And yeah, it's, it's nothing. But it, we did it quicker than that. It feels. Um, it feels very open and sort of, yeah, free runner e. Whereas a lot of the other levels start to become quite like heavy and like underground and gimmicky and people shooting at you a lot. And and it bums me out that uh, there wasn't maybe a bit more of how the first level was. But I can't quite put into words exactly what it was that made that first level so good. Yeah, dude, the prologue was magic. The prologue was magic. Pure magic in the best of ways. Yeah. Man, I just I think that it's a, they just they made a lot of really good decisions. Um but that that idea of making um the runner vision thing is like so crazy majestic that you would build an entire art style around um telling the player where to go. So, and it makes it it works as well because it like really immerses you in the world with everything not being like Guided arrows floating in the screen. Yeah. But just objects in the world being red. It's nuts. Yeah, so, like, uh, we haven't described Mirror's Edge at all because people know what Mirror's Edge is, but, like, if you ha- don't know what it is, basically most of the world is made up of white, sort of just, yeah, whites and... Oh, it's just block colours. I mean, there are... a lot of block colours, yeah. Like, when you're inside, there'll be... Most of the exterior is white. And then there's... Um, there's when you get in, you'll get, like, buildings that are stuff. green or yeah. red or blue, just... Yellows, even. Um... But yeah, so most of it's like pretty plain. What is going on? Yeah, just loud bike. Um, and then it basically just highlights objects, the color red for objects you can sort of use, interact with. So like jump over or yeah, run along or blah, 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 pipes that you can climb up. Um, and it just, because it makes it just so visually appealing and because it's so simple, you never feel like the game is forcing you in that direction it's just kind of showing it to you um and it's really really cool like the whole art style is just built around that one idea um it's great it's amazing. it's just so great. it's got so many fun memories the music as well mm-hmm. um like all the sound in this game is pretty great yeah dice does pretty great um sound design in general the developers yeah 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 that foot that lands 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And reveals face, t- toad boot, toad shoes, foot, little hands and leaves the inky dice mark. Yeah. Logo. Yeah. Was it? Does it show dice or does it show EA? It goes doom, and then it brings up dice, and then that disappears, and then it goes EA. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. It's I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's um, it's a great game, and I wish we could have seen more of Mirror's Edge One. I, I and yeah, I don't really know what it is about that game that just made it not particularly successful. But looking at like the the sort of marketplace, they're just they're just like, isn't any really other game like it in so many ways um, till today? And like they just don't make games like that that are that much of a sort of a, a change from the norm in like that huge. Mm, what big can you think space. of like other games? Triple A at least that really. I mean, and a lot of those early AAA games that did sort of break the mold were great, and I'm thinking of Little Big Planet. But like even that, like that's like stooped in like it make. But like that idea makes a lot of sense. Like it's just it's a 3D platformer, you know. Like it's not it's a that's, 2D platformer, yeah, you know. True. A lot of history there. Um, is there anything? There just there just isn't. There just isn't like something that doesn't have that sort of predefined genre that it can just can't slide into even in like the only you see that stuff in like indie games more and more but um but like big games just, you just don't see it yeah i mean triple a just aren't willing to take the risk yeah just pump out uh, you know something that the people know they like I mean, it's a miracle they made a second one and they took it took them like uh 10 years <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> to like start it i guess yeah Nuts. Mm, tragic. Good game. Good game. I love that guy. Which guy? Mirror's Edge. Uh, yeah, I love that guy too. Was there a Mirror's Edge? No, there wasn't. There was a mobile game. There was a mobile game. It was free uh, for one of the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, nice. On iTunes one time. That mobile game made me miss my stop on the train and then I missed my class at school. Really? Yep. Was it good? No, but I just um, wasn't really paying attention and also maybe slightly didn't want to go to class anyway. So, so, uh, so locked out. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, uh, good potty. Yeah, man. Um, Much love to Mirror's Edge. Yes. Uh, any developers from DICE want to get in touch? Yes. Um, Feel free. What, exactly what they'll say, I'm not sure. Uh, we'd be honoured. Yes. Love you guys. Well done on making a cool game. Yes, very ah. dear. Very dear to my heart. Um, yeah, and I do definitely, at some point, want to do a Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Yeah, we'll do the same. One, because it's like so many things. I want Maybe. To uh, I've like had it bottled up in me forever, all this stuff. And it's it's tough because like I don't, I don't want to like do a podcast episode where we just rip the shit out of something. That sounds like a sh- shitty episode, um, but also I really just need to talk to you about Research Catalyst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I'm ready. Yeah, I will do it soon. I'm ready um, to hear. Cool, man. Uh, so this podcast, if you didn't know, Lockie, uh, did you know this? It goes up um, on SoundCloud and iTunes every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every single Sunday. Every fact. Sunday for the last like twenty something weeks. It's that's crazy. pretty hot. 
It is insane. It's That's pretty hot. No one else in the world does this. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, so it does that. And then you're doing YouTube stuff at some point. And um, any news on that? Yep, going good. Good. Um, and I think that's the episode. Can you hear that music playing? Okay. It's not that one. Uh, <laughs> it's the other. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya. Oh, oh, oh.